0: All oh, folks, by the shaking of the ice in the glass, you know what time it is. It's time for what's good, America. I am that yak-sipping, shit-talking, suburban dad, that quarantine celebrity, that that fitness model in my own mind in the first place. I am C. Turner, North Florida's own, and my right-hand man on my left-hand side, but he's still my left-hand man on my right-hand side. Mr. Saturday Night himself, Mr. Wayne's J, who I got with.
1: Oh, you know what it is, man, hanging out with you right now. It's the Suburban North, the South Suburban King, the boy out here right now, West Coast living, out here doing what he can, got a little Kirkland on one side, but he's got a rep to Kvassi on the other side, Mr. Saturday Night himself, hanging out on May the 4th, be with all of you tonight, <laughs> James Wald. What's good, CT? Man, I, I'm a little torn right
0: now, mainly because, that's also a shameless plug, go check out the torn episodes. But I'm a little torn right now because tomorrow is Cinco de Mayo and it's Taco Tuesday and the state just opened back up. They're they just asking for somebody to get alcohol poisoning.
1: I look, man, I think Montana knew exactly what they were doing up there. If we're going to open it up, we just going get everybody to chill out. You know, Let's have them chill out the first day. Yep. All the Star Wars fans can do their thing. They're going to have it all on Disney+. Plus. Yep. You know, everybody that's got their Verizon bills is using that Disney+, Plus right now. And then, hey, that's one day. Let's go ahead and pack these things, you know what I'm saying, and do our social distancing and get it in. Because you know every bar going to have $2 tacos That's and a fact. cronus.
0: That's a fact. Shout out to Cafe Rio because I'm pretty sure I'm going there tomorrow.
1: Man, Cafe Rio. Hey, them burritos is the bomb, though. Shouts that's out. A, that's a damn fact.
0: So, first <laughs> and foremost, folks, if you're not following us on IG, it's what's underscore good underscore America. Follow us. We'll let you know when it's happening. Follow us on Facebook. Shoot us a message. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. If you don't like it, at me, fight me, whatever it is. But let us know what's going on. Let us know what you feel about us. I mean, the worst part about it, if you don't like us, you can catch
1: these hands and still listen to us. So it don't really matter. And I'll be cheering Chris on from the sidelines, America, because that's what I do best. So we're going to hop right into this
0: thing tonight. I, I feel as though we, we got into a nice little groove last last podcast when we got a little episode with the with the Aaliyah and and Beyonce. So it, it led us down the roll of to the nineties. And I feel as though my, my co-host, my right-hand man, has been waiting for this episode for God knows since we started. So tonight's episode is the nineties. Now throw back nothing, it's just the '90s, we're gonna cover it all from pop culture to sports, but the '90s, for what we, for how we feel, is the decade. Like it's the decade that started a lot of what goes on right now. It's the de- it's the greatest musical decade in our opinion. And like I said, don't add us, fight us. Um, but yeah, on that one for sure. <laughs> when it comes down to it, like the '90s were just dope. So the they were the man.
1: 90- you know what? I gotta cut you off, man. I didn't go mean ahead. to do that. But it, I mean, America, like I like I'm very sensitive about the 90s, like in a good way. Sensitive. Not not like a way of like, oh my God, you can't tell me nothing, Kanye 07, you know, stadium rock, rap, Kanye. <laughs> I'm just in a in a in a state of I'm walking around and I see the things that are going on, you know, basically in the third decade after in these 2020s. And all I'm saying is, come on now, y'all can't even tell me. There's folks that are listening to the show older. can go. You know what? I ain't gonna lie. I did love Chris and James when they were in the '90s better than I love them now. So that's all we saying. Like, the '90s was the dopest, man. So kicking it back to you. I apologize for for that. Oh, I'm just no. getting my emotions revved up because I don't even America. I don't even know what we gonna talk about. Like Chris just might baby. be shooting these at me, man.
0: Here's the thing. I'm pretty sure people love me more in the '90s because. That was pre-asshole. That was pre-rivals top 100. That was that was before I was feeling myself. So I'm pretty sure people like that version of me way more than they like the suburban dad and the rivals guy. And the, the don't don't at me fight me. That I'm pretty sure they enjoy me more than.
1: Yeah, and I have to say that was pre, you know, Turnabout King. Shout out to Henzel South. My 30-year reunion. Not my 30, my 20-year Whoa. reunion, my bad, is on the way. I ain't that old America. You know, 20 years on the way. So I want to shout out the Hornets. You know what I mean? And shout out my high school because they all voted me their king. And once I got voted king, I took that with me down there to them uh, to them country roads of Missouri. And, you know, the rest is history. Uh, <laughs> man, there's a lot of history that's known. But so, yeah, I mean, the 90s version of Waymes, J might be the coolest version. That's all I'm saying. So here it is, my good Americans. We
0: hopping right into it. The 90s were the episode dominated by television it was the internet kind of boomed during that time but on a friday night everybody was kids you sat down with your family and you watched the abc network i don't give a damn because you didn't have to have cable to get abc you sat down with your folks and you watched the abc network so we're going to tell you our favorite tgif shows Mm. now Tonight, I'm going to lead everything in because I'm pretty sure, whereas usually, I'm going to say 90% of the time, I may not come with facts. Everything I come with is from the heart. But I got a feeling tonight, while I'm letting Walt go second on everything, he is going to come from the heart on every last one of these. It's like he knows me, America. So I'm going to go first, and I'm I'm only going to do three. But my three, in no particular order, and I'm going to try to be a little bit culturally diverse and not just name the black ones. (laughs) Number one, first and foremost, is Family Matters. That's I'm not going to go deep into it because I know that you are, but Family Matters is near and dear to my heart. Like, big shots out to Jaleel White. Like, Stephon Urkel was possibly – the best character that somebody put two two minutes of thinking into, and it made a hell of a difference. So Family Matters is number one. Number two for me, though, hanging with Mr. Cooper. Huh. Mark Cooper, Golden State Warrior slash substitute teacher, and then his kids in the house, and Holly Robinson, Pete, and hanging with Mr. Cooper is second for me. It was dope, like the to see a African American family once again do their thing, and like it was all positive, and there was no there was no stereotypes whatsoever. Like, well, it was a couple stereotypes, but it was <laughs> it was all positive, and everybody was working and working for the greater cause and working for the greater good. It was it, like I love I loved hanging with Mister Cooper. Like I would say it was before its time, but it wasn't. Like it came at the right time. Like, Hango and Mr. Cooper ran for about five or six years from like 92 to, I want to say like 97, 98. And, like, it was just good, clean, fun comedy that you can legit watch, like, no jokes. Well, a couple jokes probably went over your head, but it was still had that good, wholesome comedy in it that, honestly, shout out to Hulu, like, they're releasing the whole TGIF series on Hulu I think it might have been done already. So hanging with Mr. Cooper is my second one. My third, and I tossed back and forth on it. It was going to be sister sister. Mm. It was. Because America got introduced to uh Marcus Houston at that time,
1: Roger. Hey. That's a well, that's well, a that's a topic for another day right there.
0: Go home, Roger. I'm like, all right, uh, whatever. But another, another topic. Honestly, could be who made it bigger. Was it Marcus Houston or did T N Samara make it bigger? But that's a whole different thing. Yeah. Sister, sister was going to be my third, but honestly, my third, which a lot of people will not remember, dinosaurs. Hmm. Here's why. I have a connection to Dinosaurs. My T-ball coach was also a writer and one of the creators of the show. It wasn't Jim Henson because Jim Henson's in Hollywood, California, and all that stuff. But uh, Coach Cassidy, I cannot think of his first name. He was one of the writers and he was one of the inventors of the show. So, Dinosaurs is my third. Like, that little... I don't even know what kind of dinosaurs they were, first of all. But Dinosaurs and, like, it was like I don't know if anybody remembers how the show ended with a Asteroid coming to end the show. And they were all sitting around watching the Asteroid on TV. And they were like, oh, man, it seems like this thing is getting close. And it showed, like, the back of their house on the TV. And they was like, oh, man, that looks real familiar. And then the Asteroid hit and the show went off. I couldn't tell you how much I lost my damn mind. Like, whoa. Wait wait a minute, so we just, we, we, we done? We done now? So that's my three, man. Um, I'm not going to go into honorable mentions because it might be one of the ones you picked. So I'll wait before I go honorable mentions. So it's on you.
1: Here's the best part about freestyling the show, America. We actually talked for three minutes before we were coming on the air to come to you live with our first segment of the 90s. And I said, you know what, Chris? I know we're going to agree on family matters, and I'll get into family matters in a minute. But you know what? Give me your other two. Surprise me, you know, when you look at up and down that lineup. And the guy took my honorable mentions in his top three. I swear <laughs> to you. Do you hear that laughter? Like, I don't even have anywhere to go. Like, uh, this is crazy, America. I live in the bad. bed. My bad. I, no, I apologize for speaking truth about how dope those two shows were. All right? You went into good – you know, I had a good path there with it. I'm just going to extend some of the things you said. I'm just going to do my honorable mentions right now. Please with Mr. Cooper, shout out to the Bay Area because this is where I'm at. I mean, those things are still happening today, America. When he's talking about, like, real kind of black situations, even though it looked kind of like, you know, real glossy and very family America. I mean, he's talking about a, a bachelor, you know, with a dope house. Yep. Just like, you know what? The rent's due. It's the Bay Area. I mean, this is the Bay Area in the 90s. This is before the Silicon boom. So this dude was already predicting exactly what you want going to have to do. You're going to have to bring in all sorts of – it doesn't matter if you like them, if you don't like them. You're dating them or you're not dating them. Then your cousin moves in, and then the cute little niece moves in, cousin and everything. And yep. you got the annoying little neighbor, you know, which was the theme of the 90s, was you have an annoying-ass neighbor. I it noticed a, that. It, it I noticed cool, that. So. That was the other thing. You always, I don't know what that was. That was ABC's blueprint. We're going to put an annoying ass neighbor. In the head, right? <laughs> so, because I am out here in the Bay Area, and regardless of that, Mr. Cooper means a lot to me. Shout out Mark Curry. He's one of the funniest dudes that people don't talk about. Facts. In regards to dinosaurs, to put this in perspective for everybody, like I know how old I was when this show came out, I was nine, 10 years old. So that putting Chris Turner seven, eight. Yep. You know, so you've seen anything that resembles, you know, Jim Henson and Ninja Turtles and all that shit. you in yep. that. So when that oh. show ended, and we didn't get to, get to see our, the the most slept-on catchphrase of the 90s, not the mama? mama? They took not the mama away from us kids. We were like, oh, my God. <laughs> what are we going to do? I, it was crazy. So I agree, with, I agree with that. So to jump back into Family Matters as uh, the without a doubt just slam home hit. I mean, let's just talk about how smooth Eddie Winslow was. Eddie Winslow singing with Tracy Spencer, she singing duets with Shanice. This is the first time we thought, you know what, if I got some talent outside of athletics and, you know, I maybe I got a little bit of voice, all it would take was for me to crash into, into Tracy Spencer's uh, hotel room and just let her know that I think she's fine and let me sing on the record, I Big might pass. get a date. You know, and then I'm hanging out with Shanice and she thinks I'm talented. You know, I might be able to do a little duet. And by the way, one of the best kept gems that I still watch on YouTube to this day, Chris Turner. What? Go watch the go watch the duet with uh, Eddie Winslow and uh, Shanice. When they do that, that You're the One I Need song. That song goes hard, bro. It's only Eddie like a minute and a half long. Eddie could blow. Darius McQuarrie, shout out to you, Darius. Okay, I know your real name. Cause I'd be studying my shit. Darius, you a bad boy. All right. So that's where I'm going to go from there. We can jump back in and here and there, but you know, if I've got to do other shows, man, I kind of got to, you know, I got to speak from what's real. You got to give shouts out to boy meets world. Okay. Yeah. Boy, boy meets world was in my three, no matter what. Yeah. Corey Matthews, you know Topanga. what I'm saying? And you guys have already heard Woo. me mention Topanga on this show. Come on now. Woo. Come on now. America, America. Topanga. That's all I got to say. I don't know, man. I felt like I was doing some some uh, surfing because this is all you can do. Uh, you know, love your other half, and then you're both on social media no matter what. I think Topanga crashed in Xavier Woods uh, podcast that he was doing the other day because Xavier Woods probably had a big crush on her and everything. So, uh, You know what I'm saying? So I thought I was like, it's like, does my – you know, I, I feel like we're being tapped in my house, Chris. I don't know what's going on with that, but it's like they knew I was going to talk about Boy Meets World and all of a sudden Topanga shows up in my YouTube queue. I didn't know what that was about, but I was like, hey, it's Topanga. I ain't watching it yet, but I might watch it after this. And then the other mind. one, man, I mean, you listen, man, you just got to call spade a spade with this one. Um, that step-by-step was slept on. Step-by-step, day-by-day-by-day. By day. Uh, great theme song and I think when it comes down to it you know Full House yes I am a fan of Full House Yeah, but I wasn't all the way in on Full House you know what I mean but you know I I mean I could get in like I appreciate the show I mean we all you know Bob Saget we love Bob Saget John Stamos Enough said you know Candace Cameron you know she's Candace Cameron Beret now shout out you know and then of course you had Stephanie Tanner, who yeah. is fine, by the way. Shout out Stephanie Tanner. You fine, girl. Um, but I think the thing with step by step, I don't know. Maybe it was because of S- Suzanne Summers and and her having the Thigh Master and her being responsible for a lot of the working out in the nineties. You know, step by step by step was on RTV more in my very African American household. Okay. I That's respect. all I'm saying. I respect so it. My top three would have to be. And no, actually, Family Matters is going to be the one spot. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and do that. I'm going to put Boy Meets World in that two spot because I still watch them episodes. That shit's still funny to me from time to time with the with the right mixture of substances. And then I'm going to go step by step for my top three, Chris Turner. That's where I'm at. Any more thoughts? Um,
0: I mean, I was going to mention Boy Meets World. Clearly, I mean, Topanga's t- Topanga is Topanga. Topanga um i was really i was really super excited when it's like oh they're gonna bring boy uh boy meets world back and bring all the characters back and blah 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 and they didn't and it was called girl meets world and that terrible shit only lasted like one season so i disagree
1: that show was actually not that bad i couldn't get with it couldn't you know why because you're in your 30s when it came out man yeah look true. at that shit yeah look at <laughs> that through true. the lens of a 12 13 year old you know them girls, you know, the same age when Ben Savage broke in. True, you know I mean, it, it just was on. It, I think it got Disney channelized. You know what I mean? So they were putting so much content of it out that they didn't give these characters a chance to grow. You know, I mean, because for me, I ain't gonna sit here and lie. I was like, oh man, look at look at grown ass Corey and grown ass Topanga. You know what I mean? But. I agree. I think I think they could have did better job with that of yeah allowing allowing us to have more of our characters. Yeah. You know, really be a part of that. I think that's where they missed out. But I thought the show was cool. Like I would I would recommend that for Zozo. Zozo should have watched should watch that now it's, that she's it's, it's
0: only one season. My kid right now and this falls off the, the TGIF. But my kid right now is into uh Raven's home is where like Raven is now like the parent and has, like, a kid with visions and all that other stuff, which I get it. I mean, it's cool. Like, I used to have a big-ass crush on raven Simone, then she went weird and whatever, but she's on (laughs) Raven's home, and like, so, like, Raven had a show of her own when she was a kid. Like, what? Like, yeah, she had her own show. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. But my Slept-On one, which you already covered, was my honorable mention was Step-by-Step. It was honestly... It was like a, a newer version of the Brady Bunch that I could get into. So that was my slept on one was step by step. Shout out to Boy Meets World. We didn't mention anything like the like uh the Cosby show because
1: that wasn't on TGIF. Um No, we'll have we'll have a must see conversation. Oh yeah. We'll yeah. definitely must see. But you know what else I do wanna shout out that slid in there just toward the end of the nineties. Shout DL? out to DL shout out to DL Hughley. And mm. the Hughleys. Mm-hmm. And, and D.L. getting his opportunity and had his show for a few seasons. That was in that 7 o'clock slot and did his thing. He was a part of that lineup towards the end. I love D.L. Hughley. One of the most, uh, when you talk about his comedy in the 90s, this dude, you, you didn't want to be a D.L. Hughley show and get heckled. That's all no. I know.
0: No, 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 no.
1: Did not want to get heckled, mess with D.L. And the fact that he could take that. And make that into a show and make it about you know what was going on with him you know being one of the first you know that we saw you know that's i mean i guess the word is urban on abc but to be super urban i mean you got to look at dl eugly's old stuff on bet comedy and they gave this dude a show on abc and the kings of comedy hadn't come out yet and see that's the thing i was just, just
0: about to mention that his show set the foundation for all the kings of comedy show, like everybody who had their own little show, so the Steve Harvey show, the Bernie Mac show, and then when Seth was on uh, the Steve Harvey show, and then he had his yeah. own little spinoff on Fox. So yep. DL was there years before any of the other kings of comedy.
1: So shout out to yeah. DL. Shout out to the kings. You know what I'm saying Cause that, they they brought us into the 2000. I was like, oh, it's a new Jack City out here because I'm out here, I'm out here laughing really hard to this. In front of people that are laughing at stuff, maybe they should be laughing at. It was a, Fact. It's a change in my life, America. So, just a shout out to DL Hughley, man. So, I, you know, I think we could really, we could really dive into this. I think there, there, there could be a Family Matters uh, reciting coming for us. You know, we oh. just want to get you guys warmed up with this because we could really jump into this show because Family Matters, uh, I believe, is the longest episodic. Black sitcom. It's either them or the Jeffersons. It's one of the two.
0: You that's might be how like- long this
1: show was on. Like Steve Urkel was on this show so long that a dander gave himself scoliosis playing Steve Urkel.
0: I mean, that's why they had to make up the Stefan Arkell character because that I man was hunched over for from not from nineteen eighty nine to nineteen ninety seven.
1: Mm-hmm. And what's crazier about that is the fact that this dude played a character so dope back in those days, you can't get no other work. I mean, do yep. we see do we see Black Panther for the next movie or so being anybody but Chadwick Boseman? Oh, no. But this dude has been Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall, Third and w. James yep. Brown. I mean, <laughs> why couldn't Steve Urkel go be somebody else? I mean, he created a character. You know what I mean? Like that's all I'm saying. I just, you nah. Know. It's
0: Steve Urkel. Will, Jaleel White will be Steve Urkel, Stefan Urkel until the day he dies. Now, he is on a show on Netflix called. Uh, it's uh, so The Big Show from WWE has his own show on Netflix. It's not a bad show, honestly. It's called The Big Show. Granted, but it's it's not a bad show. And The Big Show's best friend is Jaleel White. So, you get a chance, check that out.
1: So well, I'm to gonna do back because you Good. did that. I'm gonna do it now. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm gonna do it now. I seen it and I was like, I know, it's not bad, dude. It's not bad. It's you not. got me in. You got me in. If Steve Urkel's on it, count me in. That's he's I the best. He's
0: the best friend, and he's on like every other episode, and he has like a decent amount of lines, and like he's in the show. He's not just like, oh man, that's that's Urkel. No, he's like in the show. So take a look About at that. It. It's a damn good show. About
1: to bring us life.
0: back to what the the root of this show is about, because we are sports guys, but even though this is a 90s episode, we'll bring it to the 90s dynasties. Mm. Now, we all know with Walt being a South Suburb guy, <laughs> reps the West side a little, reps the west side a little bit of Chicago. We know where, we know where Walt is going. Uh-huh. So this is another reason why I'm going first.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So I had an ori- my original dynasty for the 90s was going to be the Dallas Cowboys. And right. I was going to I was going to pretty much talk about Jimmy Johnson and Emmitt Smith and Troy Aikman and Prime Time and Michael Irvin and the cocaine Cowboys. I was I had a whole rent set up for it. And then I looked at Dion. It's like, uh, I don't want to talk about Dion with with the Cowboys. Like, that's a that's a Florida boy. Bell Glade, Muck City, baby. Florida, clean <laughs> up. And then I was looking at it, like, what other dynasty was he on? He was wow. he was a New York Yankee. Hmm. Here's why I chose the New York Yankees. I'll run through the players real quick, and and none of the players outside of Dion are the reason why I chose Jim Abbott. Great, like and for you hardcore baseball fans, you really will realize some of these guys and some of these other names I name off. Like you're like, oh yeah, I know that name. So Jim Abbott, Dave Winfield, Daryl Strawberry, Alfonso Soriano. Deion Sanders, the captain, which that's all you really got to say, but for those of you who don't watch baseball, Derek Jeter, Cecil Fielder, and Mariano Rivera, all great players, some Hall of First Ballot Hall of Famers. Cecil Fielder was a big reason why I loved baseball and why I really wanted to play. But the reason why I picked the New York Yankees Is because of the owner, George Steinbrenner, him alone. So George Steinbrenner is the same mold as Jerry Jones, but a thousand times better. Jerry has, Jerry Jones has complete control. He's a GM and he's this and that. His son does this and that and the third. And they run the Cowboys like a, like a true family owned business. Well, so do the Yankees, but they do it a thousand times better because George Steinbrenner says, he has a quote that he made in 1992. Now, mind you, they ran off and won the World Series in 96, 98, 99. In 1992, he told a reporter, why am I worried about the Farm League system when I can just go buy who I want to buy and win a championship that way? Here's my first F-bomb America. The fuck? You know how much sense that make? <laughs> do you know how sm- you know how one, you know how rich you got to be to say something like that? And then two, you know how much sense that make? Why do I want to go get all these high school kids that may pan out, may not, or they might have to go to triple A, double A, and single A, and all this other stuff, and then go to the Birmingham Barons, and then the Jacksonville Suns, and then the Peoria, or whatever. No, 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 no. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to let them go through the farm system somewhere else. I'm going to let them come to the MLB, be an all star. And then I'm going to say, hey, I'm George Steinbrenner. They mention me on Seinfeld every other week. I got that bag. <laughs> what you want to do? And that's it. Like, he, George Steinbrenner, outside of the Seinfeld episodes, like, George Steinbrenner. Just say, yo, I'm the boss, dude. Like, you want this money or not? And that's that's how he did deals. So my team, and I'll let you run with the Bulls because I know that's where you're going, but like the Yankees, like they invented, like, oh, you want us to pay the luxury tax because we bought all these guys? All right, whatever. From, I think it was a good 12 years straight while rest in peace, George Steinbrenner. Yeah. The Yankees paid, 75% Seventy-five percent of the luxury tax in the MLB—that is three fourths—comes from like them penalizing the Yankees. Yeah, because if you think about it, okay, they had to pay the luxury tax, but they ran out three championships. So uh, I'm pretty sure these championships and this memorabilia and everything we're gonna sell from it—that'll be pennies on a dollar. What we gotta pay in the luxury tax? Well, it's on you, baby.
1: You know. America, once again, I was expecting Cowboys' argument because that's what we had discussed. Yeah. And I do love the Yankees' argument in in this sense. One, the guy he mentioned, uh, which is why I can further uplift why my dynasty is so dope in the 90s. And the other reason why my dynasty has yet to do anything since – um, yeah, that's, I'd get a little touchy on that. I might start crying now, <laughs> George Steinbrenner. He did invent that because that shit started in the seventies as I believe, because I actually am a baseball fan. America, uh, cubbies forever. He bought, he bought Reggie Jackson, which basically yep. bought a world series. Yeah. And that's why Reggie, that's why Reggie is known as Mr. October because he won those two. Wait a minute. Where am I at? Oh, I'm in the Bay. He won a couple World Series out here in the Bay. Oh, y'all didn't think I knew that, America. You didn't think I knew my baseball. Oh, I know it all. Brand new socks and Draws out here, America. Okay? And he said, you know what? Come here, Reggie. You come out here and wear this uniform. You're already a great player, but you come out here and do that shit for me, I don't care who you piss off. You'll be a legend. George bought that World Series. Facts. Now, we get to these 90s, and we're talking about all those guys he named, phenomenal players, okay? They didn't all play together on those championship teams. No. But that's that's what his ability was, was to be able to go, you know what? You know, basically, I think the way I can equate this very well to some of our Southern listeners, y'all remember that song that uh, Rick Ross made on one of his earlier albums? Rick Ross, you know, was like burgeoning like dope. Yeah, I like to do like, you know. Big ass words like burgeoning and then talk hip hop at the same time. That's how it I wrote. appreciate it. I appreciate it. But he was like really starting to come to come up. Remember that song "Luxury Tax"? I do. Wayne? I, I think do. he was. I don't think he was talking about Monopoly. He wasn't talking about that space on Monopoly. I think he was talking about George Steinbrenner. I think that's the quote. So I give you shouts out, Chris Turner, for digging into that quote. I think that's what Rick Ross got to. Uh, the motivation for that song, because if I'm correct, I think the Yankees won the World Series in 2009. That song came out 2008, 2009.
0: Now- Walt, well, hold on, Walt. Let me, let me interrupt you just for a s- one second. Okay. Speaking of paying for championships and luxury taxes, and sorry, Walt, to bring this up because you didn't kind of fall into the luxury tax on this one. Shout out to Mike Parnell for buying <laughs> two championships. <laughs> for the Billings outlaws where he brought in a bunch of mercenaries from around the country and paid us whatever we needed to make it happen. So shout out to Mike Barnell. Go ahead.
1: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold up. Are you saying that I didn't fall to that category because I was a Division Two? above average receiver that didn't get no looks and I just ended up no, being a trade? No,
0: no, Were taking
1: Were you taking a shot at me because you're uh, no, better than no, me? No, no, no. Because you are no, better no, than no, me. No, I'm not. But is that, I'm not. is that what that was? No, this was me saying
0: you got traded for. So they wanted what? to – They they knew for a fact we want to <laughs> go after this guy. All the rest of us mercenaries that they picked up, it was, all right, we got a receiver, we got a quarterback. I'm going to go steal every fucking thing else. So that's well, all that was. That was not a shot at you.
1: I just wanted to make sure because I couldn't tell. I mean, I feel like that's a backhanded <laughs> compliment if I've ever heard one. <laughs> you know, yes, yes, America. Uh, the uh, the origins of our friendship is that Chris Turner was told that, hey, Billings will be great and we'll make sure that it's worth your while. He had this cute little blue uh, Chevrolet Silverado truck. Avalanche, uh, baby. Whatever it might have been, it was <laughs> definitely with a year or two away from being a 2009 because that's when we met. So it was new. So it easily could – it could have been, you know, some – okay, I won't go there just because yeah, I know no, have, yeah, your teammates listen, you know, and everything. And so shouts out to the NCAA. <laughs> wink, wink, <laughs> cough. Um, but nonetheless – uh you know, I, I you know I kind of dip back into this, and it's like this has been probably for me, sports wise, has been the greatest five, will be the greatest five weeks of my life. To understand how great this team was when your superstar players punching people in the face, <laughs> and they say, you know what? Hey, we got I got to just take that right hand because this dude's gonna make sure that I'm paid the rest of my life. Exactly. exactly. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know what? Let's go beat the hell out of this young kid um, while he's going through a cultural and country war and it's splitting up families (laughs) and lives. And we're gonna embarrass him on NBC in front of the world. And then three years and then, you know, they reunite some years later, and he helps them win three titles. I mean, come on, man, like America, do you need me to go into it? This way, of course, you do. You know why? Because I'm going to give it from you from a different gutter spot. Thank God I had the last dance to help me with some of this shit. But here is the truth of the matter: Chicago was the coldest city in the '90s. I said it. It was okay. Miami Vice had just faded away, and Dan Marino was old as hell. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I mean, you had Biggie in New York. But it wasn't like the Knicks could do anything. And the Yankees didn't start winning until act- – oh, damn, I'm not going to go there because I love Biggie. Um, I love Biggie, but, you know. I mean, he died. That's,
0: it is what That's it all is. I'm
1: saying. What was going on in L.A.? Okay. Yeah.
0: Died. Uh The Dodgers yeah. were okay.
1: You know, Magic got AIDS. I mean, yeah. like, there was a lot of shit going on in the 90s. It was – you know, Rodney King got his ass whooped. I mean, like, there was a lot of bad shit going on. Like the Chicago, Raiders left, yeah. the Rams left. It was not a good look. Like it was all about coming to the Midwest. Why do you think Stan Kroenke put a team in St. Louis? They were trying to get some of that Chicago, the Chicago Bears heat. Like you know, these, these Bears teams ain't that good. They messed around and won the Super Bowl in the 1999 season. Ain't that a bitch? All I'm telling you is, is that there was a lot of heat in the Midwest. That's all I'm trying to tell y'all. Okay. You know what I mean? Like the Sox were actually winning games. You had yeah. Frank Thomas out there. The Blackhawks were in Stanley Cup Finals in the playoffs every year. The Bears actually weren't that bad the first half of the '90s, and then no, they weren't. Yeah, you know, yeah. Then you know, as I got into high school, yeah, no. you had a chance to, you know, you had a chance to draft Randy Moss with the fifth overall pick, and you say, "No, nah, we're going to take Curtis Oh, <laughs> uh, That's the one I defected for a couple of years. I. Let's just put it this way: nineteen ninety eight was not a good year for Chicago. It was the beginning of the end. Oh, because um, uh, you know, here's the synergy of it. You know, then I'll get back to why the Bulls are dope for about thirty more seconds. But in in the same year, here comes Michael Jordan. He hits the shot, and he retires. And you had a chance to have Randy Moss coming right in behind that. And then funny is kept. Michael Jordan signed Randy Moss as uh, one of his football athletes, along with Terrell Owens. Isn't that about a bitch? (laughs) And here's this guy up in Minneapolis, and all of a sudden, Prince has a rebirth. Look here, America, sports connect to everything. If you ain't figured it out with this show and why it's sports and pop culture. But nonetheless, let's get back to why the Bulls were just better. We had Jordan, nobody else had it. There's no argument anymore. You guys are now seeing the things that we read about, the things we knew about. We knew Michael Jordan was gambling. We didn't give a shit. Cause he ain't because he ain't Pete Rose. He was gambling on himself on a golf course. You know what I'm saying? Inspiring others to understand it. You know what? Sometimes he's got to put some money in yourself, baby. On this golf course, on the basketball court. Shit. I'm out here changing the game right now. This motherfucker, made a, he made a dynasty out of contracts. He's made a dynasty out of shoes. I want everybody that's listening to What's Good America right now to go look in their shoe closet or look at their goddamn feet right now. Got me condemning the Lord's name in vain. I don't even know. My mother might be listening to this shit. My Cavazier has just kicked in. The only reason why we were going to have this dynasty argument, America, and I love the Yankees being brought in, is because We did talk about this. We are football players. We know what it means to win three Super Bowls in 10 years in the NFL. Yeah, I actually didn't have to look this up. I just looked back in my head and said, what other teams have done it? The Steelers did it. The Niners did it. The Cowboys did it. And the Patriots did it. And those teams are considered the greatest teams in the history of the NFL. Those 70s Steelers, those 80s Niners, and, though, and obviously the Tom, and the, and the Tom Brady, two iteration of the Tom Brady Patriots are considered the greatest football dynasties of all time. And the Cowboys are right there. And the Cowboys are actually considered, out of all of them, the greatest when it's all said and done. Like the Steelers are right there. It's like Steelers-Cowboys. But, but dude, it's a bottom line, man. Let me tell you something. You guys are looking at this shit the wrong way as I'm looking at uh, the internet today. And they want to start writing this shit now. They want to rehash this um, Republicans buy sneaker shit. Uh, there's two things about that. One, was that fucked up? Of course it was fucked up. I mean, there was a lot of shit going on. Okay, I'm not going to deny that. I'm the biggest Michael Jordan fan in the world. Even Michael Jordan would look at me and go, damn, you know too much, motherfucker. Like, get the fuck out of my face. That's what Michael <laughs> Jordan would say to me. Like, okay, that's enough. Like, you, you need to go. Like I know I was supposed to give you fifteen minutes, but in five minutes you have freaked me the fuck <laughs> out. Okay, so you look at that, Michael Jordan. I used all my f bombs on your segment. In one segment, one segment, I used all my f bombs, Mike, because that's what you, that's how you would talk to me. And we have met twice, by the way. And Jordan is actually a cool dude in person. I have met Michael Jordan twice. That's a cool ass dude. Now, let's think about this here, America. Okay. Really, the fact that he said Republicans buy sneakers, too, and the fact that it was the 90s and the fact that the reporter finally wouldn't say, you know what, Michael was it was a joke. And I just ran with it because I'm over here trying to sell a book. Right. Go back and look at that. That's number one. Okay. number two. I didn't see Michael Jordan saying that he was a role model. And everybody should be like, no, no. You know who said you should be like Mike Gatorade. So if you yep. want to be mad at somebody for Michael Jordan, out here doing what he had to do, Gatorade's the reason Michael Jordan retired. I said it, and I love Gatorade. I do too. I wish Gatorade would sponsor us because I would drink Gatorade and vodka on all these shows. No shame. Give me, give me a Gatorade and a and a Kirkland sponsorship. But it's Gatorade's fault. Gatorade made Michael Jordan retire. Does that? Would that be like Mike came out? Come on, man. Sometimes I dream that he is me. That's right. And you hear the ice from Chris Turner? It's not what it seems to be.
0: Boom, 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 boom.
1: I dream I could. I dream I would. Like my if I come on, man. Like do you dude? There is I don't look here. My kids will know all the words to them saw by the time they're in second grade. I'm done with this dynasty talk. I'm good. I don't have to say nothing else. And I mean talk about the dynasty. <laughs> that's how that's how much that everybody is seeing that it wrapped around that. I mean, come on, man. This dude walked in on Dennis Rodman and Carmen Electra. And probably you know cocaine. Car-
0: and cocaine. Let's just be
1: honest. Do you, do you know what Carmen Electra did to men our age when oh, oh. we were 15, 16? Remember that show MTV Singled Out? Singled Out with Chris. Uh... Chris Hardwick. Yeah. And, uh, it started with Jenny McCarthy, and then Carmen yep. Electra took over. Come on. Yeah. Well, uh, I remember. I'm pretty sure Carmen Electra was on Baywatch, too. Okay. it that's another copy. That's, another co- that's the a nineties. Yeah. The 90s America. I'm just trying to tell you. Dude, there's so much-ish we will talk about. And I'm just, you know, I th- I think the whole dynasty thing, it's done. Yeah. Um... It's done to this point. There's, There's nothing else you can argue. The guy played in seven playoff series. He played in six where he played all 82 games, and he went six out of six. The only series he lost, he played 19 regular season games. And they got beat by Shaq. A young Shaq. 295-pound Shaq. Uh, Neon Bodeau Shaq. And if y'all oh. don't know who Neon Badeau is, just wait till we talk about greatest sports movies of the 90s. A 5% What's Good body fat Shaq. Platinum recording rap artist Shaq. Shazam Shaq. Um, the um, hypnotized Reebok shoe shack. When you look at the <laughs> shoes and at that motherfucker, there's a roundhouse kick, uh, you like what? That. And shoe.
0: I'm going to say this and then I'm going to move on to the next topic. But the hypnotized Reebok shack is a top five shoe of all time. And I'm going to leave it alone. I love I'm it. Gonna, I will leave it alone.
1: All, all right. All right, man. So I was prepared for that one, Chris. I mean, how are you going how, how to surprise me with this last topic, man? What, are the we going last
0: to? topic for this evening, and as you notice, we've narrowed it down to three topics because if you let us go four topics, we'll be on this bitch for like three hours. So the last topic for this evening, TV dads, man. And oh, we're not man. doing... And here, I'm going to change it on the spot on you, too. Ooh, I like this. Who would you want to be your TV dad? Man. Now... Now, now I'll,
1: yeah, I'll, I'll, you go say, ahead. Let me
0: let me put some asterisks on it real quick. <laughs> first things first. Rest in peace, Uncle Phil, for mm. real. So first yeah, things no first, doubt. Uncle Uncle Phil is off the table because if it comes down to it, it's Uncle Phil hands down.
1: I like it. Hey, hey, hold up! Before you keep going into that, R.I.P. Cartoon Master Shredder. Keep going. Oh. That hurt. That hurt a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) I had to take I had to take some of your thunder. I will go just let you just take a little feel like that. Oh no. Shout shout out, shout out Master Shout out Master Shredder. That's my guy. So no Philip Banks whatsoever in this
0: one because he is by far, in my opinion, the greatest TV dad. And that's just my opinion. It may be different from yours, but in mine. And no shade on Bill Cosby whatsoever because we're talking about Cliff Huxable, not Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. So I'ma give you my I'ma give you my honorable mentions. I'm gonna give you my second, and then I'm gonna hit you with who I would want to be my dad if it was a real person. Gotcha. So my honorable mentions, and this dude was very close to being my TV dad, Al Bundy. Poke High School, baby. Al Bundy gave it to you as we say down in the South. A hundred, like it was, like he told his wife, a hundred, like it was. Period. Like it is what it is. You don't like it, whatever. Fuck you. It's I'm Al Bundy. I scored four touchdowns in one game to Poke High. So, Al Bundy, Al Bundy was a very, very close top ranking right there. Um, who else I had? Um, Oh yeah. Coach. Craig T. Nelson. Hey, I like coach, man. He was almost up there. I know and I guess all my stuff kind of falls around football, but Craig T. Nelson was up there. My what what came down to my second guy was Tim the two-man Taylor. Oh, that's a good one. He was almost my number one guy because Tim the two-man taylor was his motto pretty much was hey, you might not like it. I'm going to get this shit done the way I want to get it done. I might not read the manual, but we're going to get things done. My TV dad and the show ran from 1991 to 1994. My TV dad of the 90s was Charles S. Dutton, rock,
1: rock. Oh, okay. So you, you, you just went ahead and just took the black vote. I like that I, though.
0: I had to I had to dig in the crates a little bit on this one. Not because Jobs. I didn't not because I didn't realize or remember the show, because it was a great show. But I had yeah. to dig in the crates to see how long it ran because I thought it ran for so much longer than it did. So Rock. Baltimore, he was a trash man. He took care of his wife. I think they had a kid. They took care of his family. His father and his brother Joey, yeah. Like Rock confronted the neighborhood dope boy. Like Rocks had to save the sit. Like Rock was what you would want—not just a black father, but Rock was was who you want a father to be. He yeah. stood up for what was right. He gave it to you a whole hundred percent. Like it was. You might not like the way he said it, but he gonna say it.
1: Yeah, 100%, man.
0: He was a blue-collar dude, worked his ass off as a trash man. And I know there's a lot of shade that got thrown on the show about a trash man, but just speaking to it in real-world facts, trash man, he probably been there 10, 15 years, so he got a decent pension. That's a city-slash-government job. So he was probably part of a union, so he had job security. Rock was getting bank. Mm -hmm. It may not be a hundred thousand dollars a year, but I'm pretty sure he was up in the sixties and seventies. So, Rock is my TV dad, simply because if I would have had a dad anything like that, like that's that is mythological type dad. Like who confronts a dope? Like who confronts the neighborhood gangster who came to your house, knocked on your door? After you had a neighborhood meeting about this dude, the dope boy come to the house. You let him in, like, "Hey, I'm gonna talk to you. I'm gonna talk to you, man. to man, what's up? Like, what you? Yeah. What you? I. We need to talk about what you doing in my community. Like, so Rock is my TV dad. I gave you my honorable mentions. What you got,
1: man? So if if I'm correct, I believe that was uh, dope. Uh, you, you you did honorable mentions. I think that was like four dads you gave me there. I give you about four, yeah. And I tell you what, man, The Rock, I and I do just all right, Black America. Like once again, <laughs> this will let you know that I'm black. He's murdering me with this. <laughs> that was dope. I didn't see that coming. I okay, listen. I watch Rock. Okay, don't sit here <laughs> and hear my dad's and don't think I wasn't watching Rock. Okay, <laughs> Rock was on. If, if I'm correct, I think Rock was on Fox. I think yep. it was in the same block as Martin Lawrence. So don't. Don't play with me and in living. Don't play with me. Don't play with me. (laughs) Okay. Black Twitter. Y'all be trying to mess with me. All right. But speaking of this, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do my honorable mention. Okay. And, you know, for me, just flat out, if it was me, like if I was going to have like a pops, my first honorable mention, you know what I'm saying? I don't even know, man. I, I might have to uh, – it's in the 90s, man. Yeah. Oh, man, because, you know, who wouldn't want to be, you know – oh, who didn't want to flash back to the 80s and have Mr. Drummond as their dad? That's all I'm saying. That's just be 100. By true. Shit. true. True, who true, true. Who, who didn't want Mr. Drummond, okay? I'm going to start there, okay? But since that's the 80s and we got to stay within the realm, you know, I'm just going to basically do mine off the list. Um I would say number three, it'd be Alan Matthews. Okay. <laughs> Good pick. Good I mean, pick. I mean, the show's called Boy Meets World. How is he going to meet the world? You know, his dad's going to show him the way. Now, Good pick. of course, they were living in a nice part of Philadelphia, not Bays' neighborhood. Shout out Mike Baysmore. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Kevin Hart. Not Kevin Hart's neighborhood. You know I mean, they were living in like suburban Philadelphia, because you know. I feel like they only had... I was like, how'd the one black girl get over there to Boy Meets World? You know, when they had the one black girl show up. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, what was her... I I know her real name, Trina Davis McGee, but what was her name on the show? I forget what her name was I can't think of it. it. Who was Sean in love with? Sean was in love with... What's her name? Rachel? No, it wasn't Rachel. Rachel was a tall girl. What was her name? I forgot. Anyway. But Alan Matthews, man, you know, hard-working guy, like they had a nice ass house for somebody, you know, didn't do a whole lot, but obviously, him and uh and and, and my Dukes uh Matthews, they did what they could for the kids, man. That house was dope. Um, my number two dad, I mean, some of my shit's just cliche, but it's just real. Carl Winslow, you know, I mean that's you know that's a great depiction of a working class family, True. in Chicago in the nineties. Okay, so. True. I mean, for us, I've got police in my family that in the department, shout out my Uncle Mike. He just retired a few years ago. He was built a a lot like Carl Winslow, man. (laughs) You know, great advice. I actually just talked to him a couple days ago. He was giving me shit. You know what I mean? But at the same time, he's my Uncle Mike, man, you know. But, you know, words of wisdom, always had my back, you know. One of my best cheerleaders, and when it was like, hey, you're pissing your mom off, get your shit together. That's Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow's the guy to go, Eddie, why the fuck you get pulled over? But at the same yep. time, I heard what you said, son. I'm going to go check on them cops. That was racial profiling. You. Don't sleep on Family Matters. They was putting y'all on shit. Okay? And listen, let's just go ahead and do this. Let's just cut through all this red tape. Let's step all over uh, these drugged-out bodies and go to Heathcliff Huxable. Listen to me right now. Heathcliff Huxtable is the coldest dad on television history. I don't care what any of you say, okay? Heathcliff Huxtable is the model for how it's supposed to be done. His wife was fine. His yep. wife was smarter than him. Mm-hmm. His kids always tried to get him, but he got him in the end. Mm-hmm. He loved the fact that his wife was brilliant. He loved the fact that his wife – was successful. I mean, I'm not gonna sit her in line. That's how I model my whole life now. Because my fiance is fine. She is way better off in life than I am. <laughs> and, <laughs> and everybody loves her the same way they love the Cosby show. Kelly has been number one oh God. on NBC for the last seven years. in my life, if my life was NBC, she's been a number one rated show for a long ass time. That's all I'm gonna, that's all I gotta say so hey hold on hold on i feel like
0: my life was like upn and then i met my wife and then i got moved to like cbs like i was on the all black network so you can read into it what you want to fucking read into it but bro i was on upn and then i got moved on to uh to to abc cbs i got moved to Primetime network go ahead
1: I'm just telling you, dude. I had a starring role in the game, and then all of a sudden, my show got picked up. <laughs> my show got picked up in the '90s again. I'm telling you right now, it's a you know they can't film it yet. We ain't got no kids or nothing yet. But I'm just that's all I'm saying. I, one minute I was in the game, the next minute I was you know over here trying to catch up, and I ain't no, I ain't no, I ain't no baby doctor. But that's all I'm saying, dude. I just like, look, man, like this guy. This is the '80s and the early '90s America, and this dude was still in the '90s. When your parents leave you at the curb and say, "You know what? The Cosby Show tapes right there. Put that in, you'd be all right. You'd be good." That's all I got to tell you, That's all I got to tell you, I got two of the smartest parents in the world, man, and I love them to death, man. But I look, I'm just, I'm sorry. Like you just have to get used to this, this show. Uh, what he did was wrong, but he didn't do anything wrong on on NBC for the made seasons. No, uh, because I'm telling you right now, that's the man that you need to try to aim to be. And it's not about his success. It's not about their beautiful brownstone. What they let people forget, you know, across the world, not obviously in in the great city of New York, where obviously, you know, there was a lot of struggles and I'm not looking past any of them. They're like, don't 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 turn this. Don't don't turn me into. Republicans buy sneakers on my podcast early on. Okay, I'm not doing that. No. I know, I know, I know. Times is rough, and they have been rough, and they're always going to be rough in New York. You know, shout out the Burroughs, all of them. I can't wait to talk about uh, all the boroughs, especially when we talk about maybe the greatest rappers from the boroughs. You never know. But yeah. if you don't look at Bill Cosby, and what he did as Heathcliff Huxtable, and what that show represented uh, for us especially coming into it, 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 it going off the air of 92 and what he'd established. Come on, man. There's more doctors in this country of, of colored skin because of this guy. Like i listen. listening. It is what it is, man. I don't need to repeat a whole lot of shit that I hear from other people that say it, but Hey, he's flexible. That's my number one TV dad, Chris.
0: No, nah, I, re- I, re- I totally respect it. Um only reason I didn't go with uh Bill Cosby and it had nothing to do with the crap that's going on or went on or whatever. Like it's just like I could I could honestly see my dad being rocked. So I can I can relate to that. But at the same time, Bill Cosby is the standard for how white, black, whatever George Lopez, whatever, like it's the standard for how TV dads, how dads should be. So I respect it, I whole hundred percent respect it. So Tonight I want to switch it up because normally my what's my, my my give me a minute is ridiculous and tonight it's not. So tonight I want you if you don't mind to give America
1: your give me a minute first. Well first of all, I'm very honored by that. And second of all I do feel like I am ready uh, to drop this jewel on America. So America, give me a minute. It would seem America by that intro that I knew exactly what was gonna come out of my mouth right there. But to be <laughs> honest with you. I really don't know what to say today. You know, you look up one minute, you realize that all these movies came out on Disney Plus. It's a big holiday. The next minute you realize, you know what? You don't know when you could step out of this house again and it could be the end of you. This is what I will say to you with all that foolishness that I just said right now. Sports will heal this country and I cannot wait. For my fantasy football team <laughs> to wreck shop on everyone. I want you all that are listening to the sound of my voice right now to hear exactly what I'm saying. 2020 and 2021 is the year of Wayne's J. My bride is beautiful. My Bears will actually win games. The Bulls will win at least 35 games. (laughs) The Blackhawks will make the playoffs. The Cubs will be in the World Series. Wow. These are all predictions you can take with you, America. You know why? Because this is a freestyle. It is our time. You know why? Because it is my time. And in the words of Mixtape Drake, I deserve this shit. I deserve this shit. I deserve this shit. And most importantly, as I sign off here, you know, it's really kind of getting to me a, a monumental thing. We're getting up into double-digit episodes. I'm just grateful for the platform, Anchor. I'm grateful for my best friend. It's days like today where you never know what's going to happen to you. And I just want to everybody know, this shit's going to go on for fucking ever. So Thanks. get used to this mom and dad. Some nights I'm going to have more F-bombs than I should have. Some nights I'm going to support people that have been convicted of rape I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth Jesus Christ I just don't know I don't support the rape but I support the Cosby show you kidding me there's nothing worse in my life America than having to watch a show and feel ashamed of it that's terrible why why do I have to do that that's a what's a good America give me a minute segment for another day the floor is yours Chris Turner
0: All right, America, give me a few on this one. I my. give me a minute. Um, I'm going to run you through a little bit, and I'll try not to take up too much of your time while we end the show. Uh, when I was seven years old, um, I met this man. and He told me that I was going to be a dolphin. Um, I met him at uh, some little banquet in Jacksonville where they were trying to raise funds for police officers and everything else. I met this man again... Um, when I was 20 or 21, he came to the campus of University of Alabama because his son coached the University of Alabama Crimson Tide. And I talked to this man for about 30 minutes after he talked to the entire team. This man who coached the the only undefeated team in the NFL ever, like took the time out to talk to this Florida kid who played for his son who had little to no respect for his son whatsoever and it showed but because I wanted to talk to him this man talked to me, and he talked to me about 30 minutes about my mom he talked to me about 30 minutes about how Dan Marino really was and he talked to me about uh, he talked to me about any and everything I wanted to talk about and he didn't rush the conversation he talked to me about the Don Shula Steakhouse everything and that's that's a time I hold near and dear to my heart I legit and you can say what you want to say about me but this hit me harder than the Kobe Bryant thing when Kobe died because I actually met Don Shula I actually got a chance to touch, to talk, to shake this man's hand, I've been a Dolphins fan since longer than I can remember and waking up this morning and seeing that the first thing i do when i turn when i wake up in the morning i turn alexa off because that's my alarm i cut on espn and the first thing i saw this morning was don shula died and that hurt me way worse than than i even imagined it could so first i want to say rest in peace to don shula one of the greatest possibly the. I'll 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 leave it this. He's one of the greatest football coaches of all time. And as little respect as I have for Mike Shula and he knows why, uh it is what it is. Like I, I I don't wish this on anybody or their family. So to the whole Shula family, I wish you nothing but peace and I I hope you in the years that you guys got a chance to know him in the moments that I got a chance to know him were were as inspired as I was and I am. So rest in peace, Don Shula. It meant a lot to me to talk to you and whether you can hear it or not, you believe in afterlife, whatever, but rest in peace, Don Shula. So America that's been my one and my only serious, give me a minute.
1: I loved it, man. That's a great way to finish the show, man. There's nothing else on that, but just a reminder to what we tell you guys, and I'll kick it off first. Continue to hug the ones that you love, kiss the ones that you love, tell the ones that you love that you love them. Because even when you're the greatest, your time is coming. And um, Don Shula, for me, obviously, and what he accomplished, he – was the epitome of perfection. So same thing we
0: tell you every time. I know this quarantine time is now seems to be coming to an end. Conveniently. Um, I'll let you read into that what you want to, but (laughs) it's now coming to an end. So I hope you learned something throughout this time. Find a hobby, find a hobby, find a hustle, Find something that you love to do. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your time that you have on this earth because you never know when it's up. But while it's not up, you got time, baby. Drink your little hen. Listen to What's Good America. And just get a little ignorant with your boys for about a good hour. You feel me? That's all I'm saying. You, got not, you, you ain't got shit else better to do. So this has been episode uh, 11, maybe? I don't know. Shit, I'm not paying attention. I just, I don't know episode 11 let's call it that it's episode 11 of what's good america we love you we appreciate you any comments you got shoot them to our facebook's shoot them to what's good america on the ig follow us on anchor anchor we appreciate you outside of